What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome to Emotional Management. It's your weekly checkup from the neck up. I love that. Love that saying. So I specialize in working with people convicted of violent crimes. What am I doing here on emotional management? If that's what I specialize in, isn't that a bit intense? And yes, it's a bit intense, but I also have over 20,000 plus hours of clinical experience working with individuals, couples, families, young people. I really dedicated my life to getting as much clinical experience as I could because I'm dedicated to my craft. I regularly go into maximum security prisons and I try to help people who have done some really hurtful things to others. I try to help people make a change in their lives because if they don't make that change, then when they get out, they're going to hurt somebody again. So to me, I'm very passionate about that. And you might think, well, what does this have to do with me if I'm not currently incarcerated? Although there are some of you out there who are listening who who are, and I appreciate you tuning in. But if you're not incarcerated or you don't have anybody that you know that's incarcerated, it's like, well, what does this have to do with me? Well, listen, life happens on a continuum. And we think that, oh, we are so far removed from interactions and possibilities and consequences. But the truth is that we are all a decision away And it's important to recognize that. Tonight, we're going to talk about anger. We're going to talk about jealousy. We're going to talk about divorce. These are sound like pretty unpleasant topics, except the reality is that these are real topics. And this is the stuff that people are dealing with. And we have a lot of questions, and we're going to jump right into it. But listen, if you want to be a part of the show, here's the number. Get a pen, write this down. 866-391-391. 1020. That's 866 391 1020 because I would love to hear from you. I love having conversations and dialogue with you. But I want to jump right into the questions because this is kind of where we have a whole bunch to get to tonight. And if, and I think this is going to apply to, I think you're going to resonate with this. There are a lot of you out there that are struggling in this way. But here's the question Dr. Conti, my daughter is going through a divorce and I watch my grandchildren. My grandchildren tell me that each of their parents badmouth each other to the children and they get very upset by this. My daughter has stopped doing it most recently but still has trouble. Can you please give me any advice on what I could talk to the parents about so that the children could be spared from being pulled into this drama? Thank you. Um I don't there's not a name on this but thank you so much for your question. It's a great question. I, look, I think this is really important. A, I want you to know, obviously, you're not alone in having loved ones who are going through a divorce. And when we go, there's a line in a song by um, uh, Ben Harper, and his, his, his line is, great lovers make great enemies. And think about that. When you have so much emotion around that love, and then when that love goes south, and things don't work out the way you think it should... Gosh, this anger right on the other side of that love. You know this. You've likely been in relationships where things got tense or intense. And they might have gotten intense because right on the other side of love is anger. But that happens when love is possessive. Because when love's possessive, if it's this is mine, things should be my way, things should be going my way. And when they don't go your way, we can get really upset. But let's get back into this. Let's go back into the heart of this question. Your grandchildren are telling that the parents are bad-mouthing each other. So you're having dialogue. You're having conversations with them 
and you and they can recognize a lot of young people don't recognize it they do recognize it i would argue that they do recognize it but they don't often talk about it so here's the deal your daughter stopped doing it recently but still has trouble in terms of talking about the other parent here's the problem here's the problem so parenting comes before everything else i believe it really does it's our job even as a species our children are dependent on us so parenting comes first and when it comes to divorce and when it comes to these emotions and these emotions can get bitter they can get so difficult to deal with but here's the reality children love their parents they look up to their parents they idolize their parents they see their parents in a certain light and then when you have another one parent who this is their this is this is the that's the bond that is the original first bond and when that person is bad mouthing the other one it makes children really confused look you might have a wonderful point for why you want to tear apart your ex but the problem is parenting is not the place to do that here's why children need their parents and a person who is ineffective in a relationship and i really want you to hear this a person who is ineffective in a relationship doesn't mean they're a bad parent it doesn't mean they're bad at other things in life it might mean they're very bad at relationships. It might be romantic relationships are not their strong suit. Maybe they're not effective. They don't know how to be in them. And maybe you feel hurt. You feel misled. Like this person owed this to me. But for whatever reason, they couldn't be the person you wanted them to be. And so now what? Well, here's another thing that happens why we rally people to, to get angry. When we're angry with someone, we want other people to feel that. So we start talking about, we want to rally other people because, because emotions are subjective. When we don't feel like we've been heard, we try ripping people down. Let's get a bunch of other people to dislike this person too. So I see this all the time. If somebody doesn't like someone and that person's successful, they're going to do whatever they can to try to rip them down. Oh, this person's not really, you should know what they're really like. Think about that. Think about the anger and pain that people have when they're trying to rip down others. But in relationships, the reason what happens is this. Children are naturally resilient. And that's a wonderful thing. That's a great thing because sometimes parents mess up and do things that are wrong, but children can bounce back. And the reality that children can bounce back helps them develop. That's resiliency, bouncing back. But every time when children are interacting with parents and the one parent's putting the other one down, they're really making themselves look bad. There was a mother one time that I was working with her son. Um, he was a teenager and she would put down his father all the time. And to be honest, his, his father was abusive, but he never had a chance to see him for what he was because he just felt like he had to defend his father because his mother constantly talked about him. So it finally got to a point where I said to the mother, listen, just give me a week. Just give me one week. Don't say anything about his father. No matter what, say nothing. So she did it. We did it a couple weeks. By the time we got to three weeks, where she had done it for three weeks, now the boy went to his father's house. His father was verbally abusive toward him. And for the first time in his life, he really recognized that. But he wasn't able to recognize that as long as the mother was tearing him down because he was in the middle of defending it. Sometimes you have to allow 
children to have their own experiences of their parents. And our hope is that even if someone is ineffective in a romantic relationship, that they don't take that out on their children. This is a lot. We got a lot to get into. I'm telling you, we have a lot to get into. It's intense, but we have a whole bunch. I appreciate this question. If you want to talk, 866-391-1020, maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you're struggling with trying to hold back talking about your ex. Give me a call, 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. What's up? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. If you want to check out on kdka.com, you go to kdkradio.com, you go to the menu, and you can see live, you can see what's going on live right here, so you can kind of watch the show. So go to kdkradio.com, go to the menu, check it out live. You're, you're able to see live streaming, and you'll be right here with me. So... Would love for you to join me. Look, we're talking about really serious uh, information tonight. And if you're struggling with divorce, anger, jealousy, give me a call. 866-391-1020. But the question that we got that we opened up was uh, someone wrote in about her grand, uh, her children are going through, her daughter's going through divorce and the grandchildren are saying like, look, look, my parents are talking about each other. And what do, what do you do? How do you deal with this? First of all, look, it is difficult when you're going through a situation like this to not say the negative things that you're watching. Like it's, it's difficult not to comment on it. The problem is this. When you're angry with your ex, you're trying to rally other people to feel that same anger. No one else is going to experience that anger at the level you do but you. And so it's it's really an exercise in futility to try to get rally other people to get angry with you. But more than that, when we are parents and we are ripping apart our children's parent to them. We're hurting our children because we're taking away some of their stability. See, they have hope in their parents. They have the children believe in us as parents. It's a gift that we're given as parents. And look, we know sometimes we don't even earn this gift, but it's a gift that's there. And, and, and to be able to, when you're talking about the other parent, you're hurting your children. So I, I really would say with everything inside of me, if you can do your best, find someone else to say the negative things to. Don't make your children your confidant. Don't make your children your counselor. Don't make your children be the ones who are supposed to solve the relationship turmoil you have. Don't put that on your children. They don't deserve that. And no yes but. Listen, there's a yes but game we play Everything that happens before the but is BS. In other words, oh, yes, I blah, blah. No, you don't really mean yes. What you really mean is, like, for instance, someone could be listening right now and say, yes, I know I shouldn't talk about him, but, and then talk about him. Yes, I know I'm not supposed to say stuff about her, but, and then you do. Look, there is the yes, but game will not bring you peace. 
It will not add to peace in your children's lives. You're not going to get what you want from it. The yes, but game prolongs peace. That's really what it does. It prolongs peace because while you're in that illusion of yes, but you're causing turmoil, creating turmoil. So I say this, I think this is really one of the most powerful statements that has ever come to me, came to me in a meditation a few years ago. I put it out on Twitter, social media. I I, I put stuff out every morning on that, but I, I, I came out of a meditation one day and I realized, look, we are contributing to the content of the universe with every word. Like today, if today was written in history, every word we spoke, every action we did contributed to the content of March 2nd, 2020. In the history of humankind, today, whatever words you said, whatever actions you did, contributed to the content that created today. Now go back through your day in your mind and ask yourself, what did you contribute? Did you, did you say uh, nasty things to people on social media? Did you say hurtful things to others? Did you comment on somebody where you didn't need to? Did you unnecessarily spread gossip? Ask yourself what content you contributed to the universe. Now let's bring this back to parenting and talking about this with our children. So this is a day in your children's lives. During this day in your children's lives, did you put the onus of your former relationship on them? Did you turn children who depend on you into your own counselor? Look, I'm not saying this for any judgment. You literally would have never tuned into my show, my writings, my books, videos, or anything if you got the impression that I would be judging this, I don't have a judgment. I'm saying, let's just assess the behavior. And if we assess the behavior, when you turn your children into your confidant about your ex, you hurt them. You hurt them because it's painful for them to watch. But it's not about judgment. It's just about learning. Look, I was in a maximum security prison today and I was talking to guys about what do we do When we realize, look, the past is gone, we can't change it. The future is hypothetical, it's out there. The only moment that exists is this moment right here, right now. So the question is, what do we do from this moment forward? So if you've been talking about your ex to your children, let's not waste time in guilt. Let's just stop. Let's not do it. So I was telling you before the break, I worked with a woman one time who, you know, she talked about her acts all the time and he was abusive to her so I understand like I definitely understand why she would say non-stop to her son what he did but the son never saw it he never witnessed that stuff or if he did he didn't see the level at which it happened when he wasn't around and so his father was treating him fairly decently. And so he he was having that, that's what he was latching onto. And then all of a sudden, when she finally was able to stop talking about him and allow it to emerge, well, then he did start to see his father for how, you know, he, he got to see it, but he, he saw it because he was able to experience it. Here's the problem with jealousy and anger and divorce. When, when you're going through that stuff, you can start to get jealous. Like, I don't want my kids to see you I don't want our children to see you 
with goodness because I don't see you with goodness. Like, understand this point. When it comes to anger, it's not that it's complex. It's that it's intense. So it's not complex. You, you don't want anyone to see someone you're angry with in a positive light. That's pretty simple. But it's intense. It's not, what I do isn't rocket science, but it is intense. So it's not a matter of how complex is this, it's a matter of how much can I actually live this out. So if you're talking about your ex, let me invite you to stop. If you're struggling with anger and you want to figure out how do I learn about my anger, well, I've got just the book for you. My new, my newest uh, book is called Walking Through Anger, a new design for confronting conflict in an emotionally charged world. And look, it's a book on anger, yes, but it's actually a book on life. I had a guy write an awesome comment on uh, about this book and said, look, he said, the only thing I would disagree with is that the title shouldn't just say anger because this is about life. I said, thank you, my man, because it is. It's about life. I always say there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people with issues and dead people. If you're currently alive, you have issues. So do I. We all do. And tonight's the night we're going to talk about them. If you want to talk, 866-391-1020 is a number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management. It's the kind of show where we're talking about real-life issues, the things that impact you. So I was speaking in New Jersey uh, this past week, and I had a chance to speak to the New Jersey Department of Corrections, and I'm, you know, I, I see these just phenomenal human beings who are, um, you know, captains, lieutenants, officers, and they've really achieved so much in their lives. And I was I was at this event and I'm I'm looking at this crowd and I'm talking about these are leaders in the Department of Corrections. We're talking about people who have done phenomenal things to be where they are in their lives. And I said to them, listen, I recognize and honor all the things that you um have accomplished. And I, I, I love I'm honored to be in your presence for the things you've accomplished. But I look out and when I look into a crowd, I see it as more than that. I don't just see like the attire or certain things. What I'm really looking at is I also see people who this morning probably struggled with communication with their family members. I also see people who probably struggle at times with communicating with people at work who who struggle with anxiety or depression. And I see this when I look at people because for 21 years of my career, I have sat down with people and listened to their stories and I see that there really are two kinds of people. There are people with issues and dead people. If you're alive, you have issues, you struggle, that's okay. It's not wrong or bad. The question is, how do we get through this stuff? Well, you're not alone. That's why we do this show. It's one of the things I love about KDKA, wanting to do this show to provide support. And, you know, I, I comment on people that write in, call in, I'll answer questions from people from different countries. And I do that because I want people to understand that no matter where you are in the world, whether or not it's uh, Bangalore, uh, India, which I want to say hello to, Sydney, Australia, or London, 
There are people listening all over the world and they, and they are struggling just like you and I are struggling. It's not a matter of being perfect. It's a matter of understanding. We don't get a lot of classes on life in school growing up. And so then when people are struggling in relationships and going through things like divorce, the question is, how do you deal with that? And it's a real question because we're not really taught that. What do you do with these emotions? But I believe something can be done and we're doing it. We're doing it. We're talking about it. If you want to talk, 866-391-1020 is a number. I want to go to a question that says, um, this is um, from Beverly, and she says, Dr. Conti, my stepson and his wife have been divorced for almost one year and have two children, ages five and eight. They are having some co-parenting issues, specifically around what they eat and bedtime routines. I'm worried that they are losing out on a solid foundation by getting mixed parental care. Could you please help? Thanks, Beverly. Beverly, thank you for your question. It's a great question. It's super important. Um, so your stepson and his wife, they've been divorced for almost a year and they have two children and now they're raising these children. They have different ideas on food, bedtime routine. This is a really common question. See, here's something that happens that's this is why it's so important to talk about this, because a lot of times what people will do is pull the opposite way. So if you dislike someone, and this is powerful to know about anger and hate and dislike, but if you dislike someone, you will unconsciously find yourself trying to separate yourself from anything that is associated with that person. I knew... Um, uh, a guy one time who refused to watch like all the Harry Potter movies because somebody he disliked liked them. I said, that's a lot of energy for something like that. You're not going to watch a whole movie series because somebody you like likes them? Somebody you dislike likes them? So let me come back to this with bedtime routines and what to eat. When we go from one extreme to the other, oftentimes if one parent is too strict, the other parent gives in and goes overboard. So let me let me give you a baseline. I teach the four C's of parenting. And my four C's of parenting are choices, consequences, consistency, and compassion. What I found through the years is, and this doesn't always fall into play for men and women, but in general, and this is just my experience, but in general, the people I've worked with have fallen under, oftentimes I find that women are more compassionate, but not as consistent. And men in general tend to be more consistent, but not compassionate enough. And I think one of the things that couples through the years have liked with working with me is, I don't think there's one right and one wrong. I think it is understanding that Children need us to offer both. They need that consistency from both of us. They need that compassion from both of us. They need the choices, consequences, consistency, compassion from both of us. Now, when parents are going through a divorce, oftentimes if one parent, for instance, values uh, eating in a very healthy way, the other parent in an attempt to pull in the opposite direction will say, who cares what you eat? She's too uptight about that, or he's too uptight about that. And then maybe even go overboard to give unhealthy food to your children 
to quote unquote get your ex. So here's what to do. You have to ask yourself, is what you're doing something because you want to contribute something wonderful to the content of the universe today? Is what you're doing something because you want to contribute something beautiful to your children's lives? Or is what you're doing sheerly a reaction to be the opposite of somebody you dislike? Because if what you're going, if what you're doing is just to be the opposite of someone you dislike, then you're allowing that hate and anger to run your life. No yes, but game here. It's just reality. It's reality. Yes, but I don't mean for it to be. Yes, but I don't want it to be. Yes, well, it is. And so here's the deal. There are a couple things to do. Sit down with your ex and have this conversation. Listen, you and I aren't agreeing on things. I do stuff that angers you. You do stuff that angers me. But we're parents first and foremost. Now, the problem with this conversation is this. As I'm saying this right now, I'm envisioning that there's someone out there who says, okay, cool, I'm ready to talk to my ex. Now I need to convince him or her that my way is the right way, and obviously what I have is their best interest in mind. So if you're doing that, you're missing out. Think of a box. You have one side of the box. Your ex is sitting on the other side of the box. Your ex has a point, and you have a point. And the reality is that there's probably some truth or something healthy for the children in both those perspectives. The question is, can you talk about how do we sit down and do what's best for our children? I'm trying to emphasize that tonight. As a parent, it's having discipline to say, I don't, I have an impulsive need right now to screw the other parent over. Well, that impulsive need might satiate your temporary emotions, but it's lasting behavior that imprints on your children. So think about that. That's, it's so important to think about. We, we've got a lot about this subject. I'd love to talk to you. 866-391-1020 is a number, but we're going to talk to coming up. Sometimes parents say, should we even stay together? Maybe we're staying together for our children. Maybe we shouldn't even be staying together for our children. And so we're going to talk about that. That's, that's important. Maybe you're out there. Maybe you're wondering, should, should you and your partner stay together as parents? Should you stay together in the relationship? Will that benefit your children the most? I think the answer that I have might surprise you, but it's worth talking about. And speaking of talking and reading, my new book, Walking Through Anger, is available now, and it's on Audible. So if you go to Audible, you can listen to it. So if you don't have time to read it and you're driving and you like to listen to it, go to Audible, Walking Through Anger. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. we got a whole lot coming up on Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back. Listen, we're talking about some heavy stuff tonight, but I'm glad we're talking about it because when we talk about it, we learn how to handle it. It becomes real. So I said before the break, I said I teased that my answer might surprise you. I hear this question a lot. Should we stay together for our children? Should we stay together for our children? I know a couple who has a three-year-old and um, they're 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 kind of in this boat. Like, do we stay together for this child? Here's the problem. 
so children are watching. They're watching every minute of every day. We're not just watching sometimes. It's not just a fancy saying to say that children learn more by what they see than by what they hear. That's not just a fancy saying on a poster on a wall somewhere. It's reality. You know this. I, I know. We all know this. But sometimes when we know something here, we know it in our minds. We don't really know it in our hearts. We don't allow ourselves to sit with it. But here's my answer. Sometimes the healthiest thing to do for children is to separate, for parents to get divorced. I'm not advocating, hey, everybody, go out and get divorced. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if the relationship is toxic, abusive, if the relationship is something that is not going to be worked out, then what you're doing is role modeling for your children unhealthy relationships and they're watching it and they're studying and they're learning and the bitterness that can occur and the voices back and forth and the, and the meanness, that's what they're learning a relationship is. And again, it's not, we, I want to just highlight with love the yes, but game. Yes, but we don't mean to be teaching that. Here's a profound statement I say all the time. People see your actions, not your intentions. It doesn't matter what you mean to do in life. It matters what you actually do. We judge other people by their actions. We judge ourselves, by the way, by our intentions, which is why we minimize what we do. Well, I didn't mean to do that, so you really can't be upset. So if you're wondering, will our children be okay, research demonstrates that when children are young and parents get divorced, children bounce back. That's fine. That's like they're normal. That's actually their normal. And I'm not saying don't do it or do it. All I'm saying is the reality when you, if you get divorced and children are young, they have a chance to grow up knowing that's just life. That's just what it is. But if you wait until they're older, for instance, and you, you know, you, you put up with this very toxic relationship or worse abusive relationship and then get divorced and then it's impacting the kids and they're like, listen, not everybody's meant for everybody. Sometimes people get decisions to get in a relationship when they're too young. Sometimes people aren't ready to handle a relationship. Listen, when you tell, when you take those vows in sickness and health for better or worse, sometimes people make those vows and they're not really understanding what they're making a vow for. Now, I think it's to be clear, I come, I'm, I'm talking to you. I've been married for 20 years. My wife and I've been married this year will be our 20th year. My parents have been married for 50 some years. I know they're listening, so I'm so sorry. I forgot the exact number, but they've been married for 50 some years. So I've got to watch that. So I just like to say that out loud because I think sometimes when people say, talk about this, the first thing people say, well, well, where are you with this? And so I, I am, and I'm not divorced, but I definitely support if people are trying to hang on to a relationship and it's toxic, then if being apart is the best thing, then being apart is the best thing. And I know people who are devout in their faith and their faith says, don't split up. And I, I, I can, you know, the, the conflict that exists inside people when their faith is saying, 
don't split up, but their their heart, their mind, and their behaviors are saying, we need to split up. This isn't healthy. So if you split up when your children are very young, you actually give them a chance to understand this is what the world is. Will it be tough at first? Yeah, it'll be tough, but that's life. Life is tough. And you don't get to spare your children of any pain. I wish we could. I love our daughter, my daughter, more than life. But I can't spare her the pain of life. Life is going to be challenging. And my job as a parent is to help prepare her for the challenges that life brings. So, for instance, I think it's important if something happens, if there's a moment that's disappointing, it's okay to take a moment and sit in that emotion and say, well, this is disappointing, and then learn from it, and then grow from it, and then move on. But let's come back to, if you're wondering, should I stay in this relationship or not, I I think it's really important for you to question What lesson am I teaching my children? Stay in something that's really miserable, toxic, abusive, stay in that for what? For an idea, for an image of of what other people might say? Some people aren't meant to be together and they got together for whatever reason. Think about it, think how many times people just believe that the next step is to get married, but they don't really challenge. Are we really ready to get married? Are we, are we, are we, are we ready for this or are we not ready for this? And we're just fooling ourselves or we're thinking that we're ready. We, we don't always know, but look, maybe you're wondering and you're on the fence or you're trying to decide, give me a call 866-391-1020 and we'll talk about it. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is emotional management. We got a lot coming up. I mean, it's deep stuff, but at the same time, we have a lot coming up on KDKA Radio.